don't know what I'm saying. Hey! hey. <laughs> you on the wrong side. No, we talked about this I know. before. Hi guys, welcome to tonight's edition of Purpose for Forever. We yes. are Samantha and Anthony. <laughs> Walker. Yes, indeed. We are on every Monday, Monday. at 8, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I guess maybe he's trying to show how annoying I am Eight. when I do that. 8. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys uh, for being here. Thank you guys for joining us. We're going to go ahead and run this awesome intro and we'll be right back. guys hey. we are back yes, lisa me. thanks for joining lisa. us good evening lisa and of course it's my favorite in the comments what's up fletcher what's in the it is always a pleasure to have you yes um thank you guys for joining us so make sure you share make sure you tag and now we're gonna go along with the topic right <laughs> what he just said like, share, tag, all that good stuff. So tonight, um, well, this morning, the brothers, or the brother, because he was one man, one mic, um, he talked about um, whether or not men are emotionally available or struggle with it or something along those lines. And I thought, like, that's a great topic to have in terms of um, being married or being in a relationship because I feel like... Just from conversation, a lot of times people are emotionally unavailable and yet married. And that is a conundrum. That shouldn't be. But I think sometimes people don't realize that that's what it is. So what better place to talk about it than here with us? Yay. Right. All right. So like I said, like uh, Samantha said, today we're talking about being emotionally available. What does it look like? Um, in relationships, as far as uh, relationships, marriage, um, what does emotional availability look like? And I want to say, uh, Sam put up a great comment during uh, Brothers of Legacy this morning. And of course that's it. <laughs> it. She basically was saying, is it that men are not available or men are just responding the way they will respond to that situation? Um, in essence and and so that made me think you know like it's possible that we just kind of you know it's not that we're not available but with the situation you know it may bother her but it doesn't bother me you know and and I respond like eh, it'll be okay but unfortunately it's sitting on her because the way she may see it or process it or her perspective on the situation um so with that being most available, available in my eyes, what that looks like 
is being able to see um, from someone's else, someone else's perspective, to be in her shoes, um, to empathize with the way she's feeling instead of kind of like writing it off because of how I look at the situation, but hearing what her heart says and responding accordingly. And I think sometimes we miss out because we see it from just our perspective, give her the answer that processes in our head based on the situation, and we don't take into account how our spouse processes a processes certain situations, especially relationally. Wouldn't you say that? Yes. I'm okay. gonna say you need to share. Um so I figured You said I need oh share. share. So the first <laughs> I figured first we would talk about some examples of what being emotionally unavailable looks like and then kind of finish off with kind of the opposite of what it should look like. And I'll say, um, so as a woman, so I'll just speak from the woman's perspective and un, um, an emotional unavailable woman that typically can present itself in a lot of ways but it can be in um being not in touch with your feelings like you know you just have one feeling about everything you just have one response about everything it can be anger um it can be you just cry about everything like you know um it's kind of just having a monotone feeling or attitude about everything it's kind of like Oh, I don't care. All right, I don't care. You know, this is bothering me. I don't care. Okay, well, you do that because I don't care. Um, I feel like as a woman, being emotionally unavailable can also present itself in um, not being affectionate. And I don't, yes, with your spouse because we are talking relationally, but like with your kids, not having the capacity to hug your children on a regular um, not being able to say I love you um, on a regular. Sometimes it can be just um, the amount of distance right. that you put um, between you and your spouse or you and other people that you're connected to. Right. That can be emotional unavailability. Um, it can present itself in, um, I'll say, just sol- solitude. Like sometimes, you know, you feel like, oh, I don't want to go because, um, you know, the emotions will be running high or this could okay. happen. So it's kind of like you withdraw. Mm. You, you know, you, you spend a lot of time kind of withdrawn from things. Right. Like you're emotionally cut off. It's just, this right. is it. Right. Um, that, that's just some of the ways... I feel like it can present itself in a marriage, you know, where you, you know, your husband come home or you have a day off or whatever, and you just spend your your time off to yourself, like, you know, withdrawn. You don't Mm -hmm. really want to talk. You don't really want to engage. That's some of the ways of that it can present itself in a woman. Now, again, you know, we say all the time, we are not therapists. We're just talking from example. Mm, yes. And I know there was a large period of my life where I was definitely unemotional. I was emotionally unavailable. Right. And I was withdrawn. I didn't want 
to be around people. Like right. I would feel like, oh, I don't want to people today. Right. Like I don't want to try to connect. Like right. the inability to connect or the inability to want to connect, right. even with him or. Um, I will say I always managed to connect with the kids. That was like that one space yeah. where you know they'll hug you and they'll right. love you and they no don't ask what. for anything no back. No matter what, they right. can run up to you if you just let them hug you. Right. They're good. Right. Um, right. Those times were great, but right. like as it pertained to him, I just didn't have anything to give, right. or I didn't want to have anything to give. Right, right. I think so. Um, tell us some of the ways in a man that becomes uh mostly that, like unavailable or yeah like unavailable kind of, i think um you know we have we tend to when things get stressed we kind of get into the processing in our heads and we kind of shut down we go into a cave I, for me and and i say we because i've had several discussions with other men and find out i'm not the only one that does this you know you go into this this mental man cave where you're trying to figure things out it's like a, a chalk against a rock like okay i had this I do this, do this, we can get out of this. <laughs> okay. I'm but, um, I, you know, and we check out, like, and this happened, unfortunately, often. And I'm here, I'm present, but I'm not here. Right. You know, I'm, I'm here like, hey, listen, I'm even, I'm, I'm making breakfast, you know, I'm doing the functions. Um, but I'm not, I'm not in a present state where I'm available, especially, you know, our kids have just gotten... Like in the teenager risk area, so this is prior to, as <laughs> this is prior, this is prior to. So there's like the toddler, like she said, you know, the hugs and the loving. It was that was even like half, you know, like some of the fun because I'm kind of checked out, you know, like I don't, I'm getting into, I don't really want to be bothered stage. Um, and honestly, like even a lot of these, like the couple connections trying to do with my my brothers. I didn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that because I knew I had a pattern of checking out. So I would like, even if I begin to form one with like one or two people, it wouldn't be sustained because I would check out and I stop calling. Right. You know, they and you know sometimes we don't talk a whole lot. It's just connection, disconnection. You know, we just don't connect like that. And so what I had to learn to do is is work on not checking out. You know, one of the things I, I've learned throughout the years and had some therapists, you know, kind of tell me is the trigger points. You know, the things that trigger you that kind of get you to check out and recognizing not to get triggered and checked out. You know, like the trigger happens. Good thing. That's the thing. The trigger is going to happen. But it's how I respond in the moment when things get rough, when when money gets tight, life gets hard, you know, things go wrong, you know, not to check out. It's like, okay, don't check out, you know, and, and my, my goal is like, I wear it. She said, like, what's wrong? And I do my best to kind of like, this is what's wrong. This is what's bothering me, you know, <laughs> but I'm, I don't, I, I, I work not to disappear though. I don't disappear. Right. I'm still here, you know, right. and I still, I wear it on my face. I don't try to hide it. I'm just, I'm here. Like I'm going through with like, I don't know what it is. Sometimes it just, I don't let it myself check out. And with that, if she's going through something, I can be there and I can have that connection with her because that's some of the issue when I emotionally check out. If she needs me, then 
I lose things. Hey, appreciate Antoine. that. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Antoine, back in the day. Is it? Okay. Yeah, Williams. Know. Yes. Mommy. Hi. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. It's fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when you have the yeah, checkout, you gotta, you know, open yourself up so you can hear what your wife has to say. Right. Um, and I'll say, as a woman, sometimes when when we become unavailable emotionally, right. it could be because of disappointment. Sometimes your spouse may have disappointed you. Right. Um, not purposely, and sometimes it could have been purposely. They may have let you down. Um, maybe there's been times where you felt you needed them and they weren't available. And sometimes as women, you know, we're going to stick with it. We ain't trying to get out the relationship. It's like I'm here, but you don't have access to me. And I was having a conversation with somebody today, um, a woman, who said that very same thing. Like, he has me, but he doesn't have all of me. Um, And it kind of really made me feel like we really need to talk about this because this happens so much right. in marriages. It's like, look, we married. He ain't getting out of this alive. We're going to be married to right. death to us part, right. um, but we just together. You know, we've learned how to have a partnership. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's parts of you emotionally that he doesn't have access to right. anymore. And then so the question becomes, how do you reopen up those parts how do you reaccess those parts that you may have willingly or unwillingly shut down because right. sometimes things just happen and it's kind of like you feel like you're hemorrhaging you're bleeding right. and the only way to keep my sanity or to keep you know to stop the blood right. is to just cut it off clamp it that's it i put a clamp in it right. and ain't nothing going out but at the same time, nothing is coming in. Yeah. So emotionally, you're depleted. Yeah. Emotionally, um, you're overwhelmed. Right. Because, yeah, you may be keeping out, you know, drama or, um, you know, anxiety or whatever. Right. Right. But at the same time, you're not letting anything in. Right. Um, for me, some of the ways that I was able to... Um, re-establish those connections and then open my, myself up at the same time for a lot of new connections right. is um, first, and I say this all the time, I had to be honest with myself. Like, um, sometimes, you know, there were things I was like, well, he didn't do this right or he didn't apologize or he hurt me this way and he hurt me that way. And... Um, the honest conversations I had to with myself reminded me that some of the expectations I had in my head, right. I didn't communicate. Right. Some of the things that I wanted or felt that I needed, mm-hmm. I didn't always communicate that clearly. Right. And so when you know when I had those honest moments with myself about my part in clamping and you know closing off. I had to acknowledge that stuff. Um, So once I could acknowledge, you know, my part in it, it was easier to say, okay, this is what I did. This is kind of what I did. Um, And so going forward to Mm -hmm. not let this happen again, I need to be clear about what I want, 
what I don't want <laughs> um, and what I need. And mm. sometimes I feel like, especially as when you're in a marriage, you get to, to the point where you're like, well, he's my husband. Right. He's supposed to know. Right. Uh, hey. hey, Dr. Linda Lee. Yes. I'm sorry. These words are small. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Right. Communication is key. Yes, indeed. Um, and I had to be honest with myself. Right. Um, so once I could relate to him, mm -hmm. what I need, and not just him, it could be a friend. Yeah. Um, you know, as our children grow up, it can be adult children. Just being able to communicate sometimes to people what it is you feel you want right. or that you need. Yeah. Um. And it's not always about them rising to the occasion. Right. Because here's the thing. If he never rises to... Right. Oh, I'm sorry. All I read was the first line. She said, being emotionally unavailable is a defense mechanism. Right. Have to be really intentional about breaking that habit and opening up to trust and feel secure mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. being available to others and your partners. Yeah. Absolutely. That yeah. trust part... Um, you know, is exceptionally big because right. when you get hurt, right. you immediately, it's like, like I said, you're like, I'm going to cut this off because yeah. nobody's ever going to hurt me Definitely. like that again. Right. Um, and there's, you know, there, there are recovery, there's a recovery period. Right. Like when you get hurt, you know, it's kind of like you have to recover from that. Right. Um, and, and you have to acknowledge first that you're hurt. Right. You know, you can't just, oh, that's never going to happen to me again, and that's it. Right. I mean, it sounds good, but if you never relay it, if you never communicate where you are and what you're feeling, right. it's kind of like you get stuck there. Yeah. And before you know it, everything is kind of just nonchalant. It's like nothing matters, nothing affects you. You're on autopilot. Right. You, you you become numb to things. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that that being exactly what um, Dr. Ron was saying about emotionally unavailable, it's a defense mechanism, and you know it's that pulling away, um, and it affects it affects your whole household. You know, everyone gets kind of gets hurt by right. yeah, the, healing. The healing is, is recovery is and healing. Absolutely. Yeah, um, definitely gets hurt by the pulling away, the unavailable, um, the unavailableness of you. Uh, and not and then not sharing um, what you're feeling. So now you're you're bottling up. Your your spouse is bottling up, and and like we talked about, the communication is key. The communication is not happening. <clears throat> so there's there's nothing. There's no forward progression in your relationship. You kind of like now you're stuck in a space. You know because no one's Quiet. yeah no one's sharing what's going Cold on. Space. Right. And if you got kids that are that are reaching the age like. The, the teenagerish and they're feeling it too they they you know kids may not you may not think they see it they see everything they right. see everything they feel everything and then they notice patterns right you know they see okay daddy's going through this checkout stage again you know and and now you're also teaching your kids to do the same thing how to emotionally check out you know you don't have to be bothered with everything you know right. not not teaching them how to confront issues or deal with the communication being intentional with your communication because she was you know speaking about the needs and the wants and and the desires that you want to have in your relationship and being intentional and in communicating that to each other um and 
someone mentioned some time ago, I think, uh, when we had one of our interviews, the safe space, you know, to, to, to talk about your emotions and right. what you're feeling. Um, and, you know, like time to, a couple of um, videos time back, we talked about having the, the truth hour, you know, right. being able to express yourself. Um, and it, and it's, it's definitely key to not going into that cocoon because we talk about like me being emotionally available, but I can't be available if I bottle up everything I got. Right. Because now it's hard to really, it's like trying to, it's, it's kind of like a messy garage. It's like I'm trying to fit something in a space that's already, there's too much stuff in there already. Right. You know, I haven't taken anything out, I'm not taking the junk out, so I'm taking all these things of trash and trying to push to the side and get the car in there. <laughs> so it becomes challenging. And that's exactly how the conversations are going forth because she's expressing and I'm like trying to find a space in my head to process. And unfortunately, then I lash out with the first thing on my mind to try to help her. And she's like, that's not what I want. I need you to process and love me so we can go through, you know, so I can get through this emotional space. But I'm not, I've not had a release myself. And then sometimes we got the head game of resentment. I have not said anything, but I'm blaming her. Silently. Right. Like, it's your fault. I can't talk about this. You know, and you, I've not given my spouse the opportunity to have the conversation. Um, and like we said before, we're not therapists. We're telling you <laughs> the our things experience. we've been, our experiences, <laughs> what we've been through. The things <laughs> we've had to work through. The things right. we still <laughs> right. work through. Right, um, you haven't purged anything. Right, you haven't purged anything. That 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 kind of goes back to where that honesty has to come in. Right, you have to have some honest conversations right. with yourself. Um, oh yeah, that was also a legacy. But I was saying, <laughs> like what what you say to yourself about yourself matters. Right, um, and that applies to your marriage too. What you say to yourself about your marriage, right. about your spouse, like that all matters. If you're saying, oh, my marriage sucks. Right. Oh, my spouse will never get it. Wow. Oh, he'll never he'll never understand wow. what I'm feeling. Right. He don't care right. about what I'm going through. Right. All the, all those words, they matter. Yes. Like because they get stuck in your brain. Yep. And that's. <laughs> Hey Taiwan, I'm blaming her. Nine out of ten is her fault. You know, I know you better be lucky your wife don't see some of these comments you put up here. Um, but how how you speak to yourself about your relationship right. it matters. Yes. Because that sticks in your mind. And before you know it, you're really living your life like right. he'll never understand what I'm feeling. Right. So you stop trying to tell him. Yeah. You stop trying to relay um your emotions. Right. It's, it's like you've created a narrative for yourself, for your marriage. And that's kind of what you live by. Yeah, that definitely. narrative that you created with your own words. It's yeah. almost like talking yourself into a corner. Right. And then being angry at the corner right. that you're there. Yeah. I, I, that's... Yeah. You know, a lot of times, even my retreats, I go in my head, my, my, my cave, and I'm... Mapping it out, they're like, I see the problem. It's her. Right. <laughs> it's her. I'm staying in here because it's her. Until she does what I think she should be doing right. without me having to tell her, it's still her. <laughs> you know, and it, oh, no problem. Thank you. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's, we definitely have to 
we have to stop a lot of the head games. We have to because I've I've had multiple fights in my head. That With me. That does not happen. That right, that has not happened. We haven't I even hurt. Um, we haven't even broached the conversation, but he's had a whole conversation right. in his I head. I can't believe she said that to me. And he's determined what I'm going to say, yes. how I'm going to respond. Yes. And so he's already shut That's down, right. coming to the I'm table. Done. I've already talked to you already in my head. I already know what you're going to say. We are done. I'm going to the other room. <laughs> you know, and, and, it, and it happened. It happened. And right. we have to get out of that, you know. The, the thing is, so I, I went back to the trigger, right? So the thing that happens that sets off the trigger, it's it's your decision on how you respond. Right. You know, like mine is, I, I, something happened, I walk out of the room, and there it is. Like, this is where the ball's going. Listen, that walk away, I'm going to just make up a break. That walk away, he does this, you know, he get a little in his feelings, and he just go walking away when I'm no. still talking to him you ever been a kid and you try to walk away when your mama says something and she's like i know you ain't walk away from me yeah. i have that thought every time he does it every time he just and i can see like the back of his head so good and it just angers me so bad but i come back eventually i circle back yeah i know going. <laughs> but what but the thing is you know there were times I do the walkway and it go like a week, two weeks. You know, the the, the communication would break down. Uh, Rollins said, "I'm still working on right. stop calculating." That that that, that inner <laughs> calculating is, is bad. I, I, we, we calculate we're in the cave with the marker and the rock. <coughs> okay, this is yeah. Um, but he said, <laughs> "Really?" He said, yeah, that walkaway is powerful. Right. <laughs> And then when you have to walk back in, that is like the longest walk of your life when you have to come back. But yeah, so it definitely, like I said, there'll be a, before there would be a span of a week or two weeks, no, no talking about anything, just no communication. Things are breaking down. And it's like those small things that begin to de de deteriorate your relationship and can, you know, be detrimental, you know, get you into a space that's unnecessary. Right. It's totally unnecessary. unnecessary. Oh. So some some great tips I think that can help you stay emotionally available. Yeah. I feel like um definitely communication. Yes. You know, being able to communicate communicate what you feel. Right. Like don't hold it in. Don't you know, some people are oh I was trying to wait for the right time to tell you. You look like because I'm good at well, you was half sleep and then in the morning I'm mad because he looked like he was half sleep, right. but I never said anything. Right. Um, so always try, you know, to communicate what you're feeling and to do that without expectation. Mm. Because remember, being emotionally available is for you. Right. Like this is a benefit for you personally. I mean, yes, it does benefit the relationship, right. but it benefits you as well. The stress and the weight Right. Um, that comes with being emotionally unavailable. Right. Um, you know, stress on your body, stress on your brain. You've been losing sleep, not eating properly, gaining weight, losing weight. Um, there's so many health benefits to keeping your mind, body, and heart free and clear. Right. Um, so communication, I think, being able to relay how you feel 
is an important tip. I would say start there. Look, hey, today is Wednesday and it's a wacky Wednesday. I'm feeling a little out of sync. I don't know what it is, but just if I say some crazy stuff, let it slide right. and move on. I know right. it's like, really? Yes, yeah, sometimes, look, this is today, this is what I'm feeling. Right. It's not intentional. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm just feeling a little out of sync. I think it's important to be able to say that. Yeah, you got a tip? Um, talk about dreams if both of you are up. Oh. <laughs> right, hopefully both of you get it. Right, right, definitely. Stand on the positive. Um, right. For me, the main thing is the the checkout. Don't, or the trigger to the checkout. Okay. Don't allow the, you know what it is that is setting you off that's going to send you back into the cave. Right, and right now, you may not know. But I'm telling you so that you're aware of it. So the next time you find yourself back in the cave, be like, dang it, how to get back in this cave, yeah. right? And so if you're like where we were, you know, for me with the span of days going without communication, don't let the day go. You know, if you come in wherever space you're in that you always walk into or whatever your favorite chair, you go into your, your cave, like, okay, I got to break this cycle. Right. And, and that's the main thing. Like, whatever cycle is unhealthy in your relationship, when you recognize the trigger that's setting you off to get you in that space, um, and, it, and it may be some a toxic behavior from drinking or smoking or something that puts you in a certain space, then you have to recognize it and don't go there. You know, like, okay, don't do it. Let's do something different. Let's go back in the room. Let's try to have a conversation. Right. Let's have the conversation. So she can say what you're thinking in your head. At least the more, the worst, you'll be right. <laughs> you know, like the best, you'll be wrong. Um, talking about, about your dreams. dreams when you wake up from sleeping can create emotional time of talk. Right, right, definitely. Um, I'm gonna say, and this is probably where I lean more to the testosterone part of my body. Listen, physical, physical, um, physical closeness. Yeah is yeah, yeah. a good way is. you know they they talk about like the endorphins and stuff your body releases right. hugging right. touching um it doesn't always have to lead to you know the mountaintop even though that's not a bad idea either <laughs> um but you know sometimes yeah. just touching right. or holding hands right. um that connection that yeah. listen um for anybody, if you've ever had a newborn baby, um, not a newborn, a premature baby, like both our kids was premature. And when we had um, our son, like, you know, he was in the neonatal unit, you know, where small, small, little babies are. And um, in the unit, they were big on, they just call it skin to skin contact. So when we would go, you know, to feed him and to sit with him and stuff, they would tell us, you know, you wear something you can button down so you can lay the baby on your skin. Um, and it was an important connection for, you know, the kid to have skin to skin contact. Why did I say all of that? Because have you ever been sitting next to your spouse and they just rub your arm? Um, it could be at a moment when they feel like you're getting anxious or you're getting upset and they just rub your arm and you're like, okay, baby, you know, you get it and, and it, it makes a difference. So I would say, um, sometimes affection can help with keeping you 
emotionally available. Right. You know, sometimes we go all week and we barely see each other, so right. you know we ain't talking to each other. Right. To um, we're not touching each other, touching, and it, yeah. it's easier, you know, to just bottle up right. for somebody you ain't seen all week. Right. But you know, that constant when you're walking by, sometimes just touch their arm, right. you know, or you know, touch the back of their head. Look. You know, little stuff. Right. I, I would definitely say affection, um, you know, definitely is a way to keep you emotionally available definitely. and open. Right. Um, you know, we are physical beings. Yeah. We we need touch. We need hugs. We need kisses. We need that stuff. It's a part of our makeup. Right. Um, I think, and a lot of times when you don't want to be touched. Right. And don't want somebody near you. It's because you have already emotionally shut down. Right. So my next tip is, you know, affection, yeah. physical touch, some of that good old skin to skin contact. Like I said, it doesn't always have to end, you know, up here. Even though I'm not opposed to that <laughs> for married people. Yes, indeed. Yes, um, indeed. but I think that emotional touch and, and connections. I feel like that that touch, that physical connection goes a long way in keeping you open and available to your spouse. Definitely. You got another one? Um, yes. It's hard to come after that, but maybe. Yep. But Let's you can join our community. Text <laughs> P4F to 84576. We have intentional love challenges. Definitely. Okay helps with the connection right um because it's it, trust me you have all week but you feel like you're kind of wavering you're having a rough week just jump into the challenge right. you know pick pick the, it's it's weekly so it's not every day um if you sign up now we replay the week um the weekly challenge on wednesday so you'll get to get a chance to see it um right keep, keep the butterflies right. right and you do that by joining our community text <laughs> p4f to eight four five seven six join our weekly intentional love challenge right and so since he brought it up let's talk about this week's challenge so right. this week's challenge is semi-unique um because it's going to be something first time that we tried right. um you know like i'm constantly picking up books and stuff on relationships and trying to find little stuff um for the couples that we interact with so i picked up a book and it was like 50 awesome date nights or something wow. along those lines and so one of the date nights was a driveway date right. um they were saying you know sometimes when their kids were smaller it wasn't always easy to like leave and be gone or get a babysitter so they would just back the car out of the driveway out of the garage right. into the driveway you you know now with what technology is you could take your laptop right. into the car you can watch a whole movie in the back seat with some snacks. You can drink some wine, have some cheese. You can even make it a pajama date. Right. Go and sit in the car with a, you know, in your pajamas and listen to music. But that is this week's challenge to yes. have a driveway date. Now listen, if you don't got a driveway, you got a parking lot. Maybe y'all live in an apartment. Right. Same thing. It would equal the same thing. Go sit in your car and don't act like y'all ain't never been in the back seat of no cars. Y'all may not want to talk about it, but it's might have been a lot of years because we older. But there were some years when y'all was in the back seat. Right. Now, yeah. So I, that that's the challenge to, for this week. Whatever you want. Drop to. back out into your driveway if right. you park in the garage. 
get in the back seat, have some conversation, listen to some music, watch a movie, okay. um, hold hands, just be in that moment with your spouse, minimum an hour, I would say. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's the challenge, just to have a driveway date. Now, I want to see some pictures. Yes. If y'all in the back seat, don't hold do that. Down. Um, right. <laughs> Don't trap the phone. Actually take some pictures. So that is the challenge for this week. But yeah, like he said, you know, little stuff like this, right. like out the blue, maybe you're the husband and you're watching us and your wife don't watch. Maybe she's never heard a purpose of forever. But if you join the challenge and you're like, babe, let's try something different. Right. We're going to have a driveway date. Right. She going to think you the man. You done came up with something creative. Right. And different a way for you guys to spend time together. So Definitely. if you're the one spouse watching the show, listen, I'm giving you some brownie points. Right. Take heat. Take heat. Alright. Right. We good? We good. All hearts and minds are clear. We appreciate you guys for being here rocking with us another Monday at 8 p.m. Yes. Um, again, make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Um we, we got the podcast popping out. So if you've missed any episodes, it'll be on the podcast. We do. It's, it, it, it'll be available real soon. Uh -oh. Listen, my voice is really not the kind of voice you that you want to be podcasting <laughs> to. Um, I, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm, Thank you, I'm Lisa. Really, thanks, Lisa. <laughs> you know, like when it comes to podcasts, I'm hard. it's hard for me just to listen to something that I can't see. And then voices matter. So my voice is not really the podcast voice. Watch us on Mondays. Don't podcast and my voice is going to get on your nerves. I love y'all though. All right. I'm just saying. As, as always, love intensely. Love unconditionally. And love on purpose. purpose.